a Portuguese artist with a background in architecture, Pedro Alves always loved creating characters and sketching what was going on around him. His art version of the wax on, wax off approach set him up for ongoing artistic growth and keeps on helping him overcome struggles in a very creative way. Join us today as we talk about how to make a sketch look detailed without adding any details, on location versus drawing from photos and how to combine the two, why we need good sketchbooks, how art brought life to a dead Portuguese commerce area, and tips on successfully combining ink with watercolor. Want to be part of the show? Then send in your questions or topics you'd like to see covered to our email at hello at etcherlab.com. If you send us an audio recording, we might include it in the episode. Hi, I'm Anya, and this is Make More Art, a podcast by Etcher, meant to inspire you to keep on creating. Now let's hear from our guest. Pedro, you're the second Pedro and the second Portuguese person we have at the podcast. Disclaimer, no, not all men in Portugal are called Pedro. Just <laughs> some of the outstanding ones. Um, so yeah, so before we create the connection between you and the other Pedro that we had in the podcast, Pedro Lorraine, yep. who's also mm-hmm. a teacher with us, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Where do you come from? What's your background? Yeah, sure. So my name is Pedro Alves. Uh, not not always. Not, you don't you don't have to be called Pedro to sketch. <laughs> but uh, I'm um, I'm an architect as well. I and I live in Torres Vedras, mm-hmm. uh, which is a, a small town a bit north in the western coast of Portugal, mm-hmm. north of Lisbon. So uh, I, I was raised in Lisbon, uh, but the, my whole family lives here. So it's a, it was a natural move to to do uh, to. To, to be here in Torres as well. I work as an architect, as I said, uh, now mostly specified in illustration. So I do work um, along with the architects and their teams to create some sketches for the clients to visualize in the early stages of our projects. And that's it. I've been drawing and sketching for the past, I don't know, since I remember. <laughs> and um, I always said as a kid, I wanted to be an architect so I can sketch. So here, achievement unlocked. Wait, (laughs) so so since you were a little boy, you knew you wanted to be an architect? Yeah, because in Portugal, you know, the public opinion states that if you are an architect, you know how to sketch, which we know it's not often the truth, but uh, it helps a great deal if you know, if you are an architect and you know how to sketch. Mm -hmm. Uh, Since I was a little boy, I was like, I love to sketch, I love to draw, like draw everything. And uh, I want to become an architect because architects draw. And that's yeah. what I want to do. Because so... that's the obvious choice. I mean, if you do want to make <laughs> art as a living, you have to be an architect. So that's where you came from. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> so it was art first, architecture as a means to being able to draw professionally, right? Well, I was, I, architecture, yeah, at first, it was the, the thought. I, I wanted to be an architect because I wanted to pursue this uh, this career, and uh, it started to grow on me. Like uh, as I as I delved into architecture school and knowing 
my colleagues and teachers, very good teachers, I, I just realized that it started to grow on me, the, most, especially the, the, the urban environments. I just love cities and I just love to, to, to get lost in the streets. And, and, and that, the natural way for me to, to, to gather, to get that info out of a city, out of a place when you travel, especially when you travel, is to get a sketchbook and uh, just go for it and sketch whatever is in front of you, what you are feeling, eating, uh, everything. I mean, that's the that's the way. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad you said that because, well, first, obviously, you do love your streets because if you if we hop onto your Instagram profile, that's almost all that we see and it's beautiful and I do have a few art related questions for you, of course, in just a few moments, but was so what came first? The, I know that architecture grew on you as you got to know it better, yet yeah. the love for sketching was always there. Did you love sketching places already and then architecture slowly but surely, surely became a part of it naturally? Or was it like you loved art and then you went into architecture and as you got used to it, you know, these, this kind of urban sketching became a part of it? So which way? Yeah. Uh, sort of. I, I love. I love to sketch art. Not. Not. Not art. Art. Uh, I. I had a few references as I was growing up. Some artists that I really love. Um, I really love Picasso. Still now, Picasso. I think is my major. Uh, my. My greatest all-time inspiration. I just love his. His career, from his perfect sketches to the later arts. Uh, it was. It was an amazing. And then. Manga and anime and Dragon Ball mostly. I draw. I draw because I just love uh, to see my my cartoons and my and my my anime. So, and then Dragon Ball have this thing on me like I, I have to sketch. I have to sketch all these characters. I have to sketch and I have to draw, draw, draw. And that's how it started. It started drawing my the, the, my favorite characters at the time. Mm -hmm. And then I chose. Well, let's. Let's pursue an artistic career and see where this is where this is going. And then, finally, when I got to uh, to architectural school, I had this wonderful teacher that really taught us how to sketch mm -hmm. from from the beginning, like dot 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 line line line. Then all those all those things that allows us to evolve. And it's like Karate Kid, like wax on, wax off, and you <laughs> don't know it. what the hell you are doing. And then suddenly, oh, oh, I know something. I, this is this is working, and that's it. Uh, I was starting dots. I remember doing this Picasso uh, painting only with dots. It took me, I don't know, months to do that. And then at the end, okay, I can draw. I, it's starting to, I started to, to, to get to know what he's talking about, and I'm, okay. This is it. This is the way. And then, oh, wow. yeah, it came, obviously, my, it was started as an obligation. We need to have a sketchbook with what we call the, the graphic, the diary, our diary. We need to have that. And we were forced, obliged to draw every day into that sketchbook, every day. And every week we have to show the our teacher some, some drawings that we were made, and you would tell us if... The drawings were made on location or by photo. It was completely, it was completely out of his mind every time. This is from photo. I, you don't do this by photo. You have to go there to the place and sketch. And then, that's when this passion for drawing on location and drawing the all the things that 
I always carry a sketchbook. I was going to my friends, to a bar, I just sketching, sketching, sketching. It's like an obsession. And uh, well, it all started about 20 years ago, maybe. Uh, so when I wow. when I first when I first started architecture school, and it stood and stick. <laughs> okay, one question, one observation. First, I love that you were the person at the bar with your friends. Everyone's drinking, and you're like sipping and sketching and sipping and sketching. And drinking as well, and drinking as well. Sipping, so. sipping. <laughs> exactly, exactly. No wobbly lines a lot. I'm kidding. So yeah, <laughs> I, I was the same. Like, well, are you drawing at the bar? I mean, is there a enough light? I'm like, just look at the light there over the bar and all those people like this is great for sketching so thank you for not making me feel weird um you're talking about the difference between sketching on location versus sketching from a photo so mm -hmm. did i infer accurately that your teacher was of the opinion that you always had to go on location and no sketches from photos allowed was that it well um at first i, I didn't know well we had to be on location because now I get it, what he was trying to, to say. Mm -hmm. It's easier for us. It's, it's hard at the beginning, but it start, it's easier for us to get the proportions and to get, to get and especially the feel of being there, being mm -hmm. in a place. And then a sketch made on location has this layer of info that you don't see in a final sketch. This layer of info is what how the weather was like, if it was cold, if it was hot, what, was there people walking around, did, did they talk to you, what you were talking about. That's this layer of information on, on, on the sketches made on location that it's not shown in the final, but you know, that you know. And as you flip to the, page, to the pages of the sketchbook and you recall it, I know exactly what was going on all around me while I was doing the sketch. And that is the layer of information that he wanted us to have because you couldn't do that by a photo. And also photos have this distorted feel because of the lens, mm -hmm. you know, and he, as soon as the, as the sketch turns into like a this three point perspective that often you get when you take a photo, mm -hmm. it's like, no, no, this is photo. You should be there on location. And yeah, you can see the difference. <laughs> could, your, could, could your professor or teacher see the difference when you sketched on location versus from a photo? Could, could they tell? Most of the times, yes. I learned how to control that because sometimes I couldn't be there. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I had to sketch by photo. So what do I often do? I, I don't think I ever tell this to anyone. So oh, confession. Well, tricks, tri tips and tricks of the trade. So what happens is when you take a photo, especially if you're down here taking a photo to a huge monument or something, you can see the vertical lines are going to start converging into a three-point perspective up there in the sky. Mm -hmm. And what I do is I took that photo and I just straightened the verticals. So as you can feel that you are on the spot, and not copying like directly under a photo. So if you get your vertical straight in a two-point perspective sketch, it's easier to trick <laughs> and to, no, no, teacher, I was there, I was there. The grade was given, no changes are allowed, overruled. <laughs> Sometimes. Oh my gosh. Sometimes but that's amazing. So that's a great tip for anyone. I mean, we're still going through a pandemic uh, and we don't mm -hmm. have as much freedom to go outside as we want to, though it's hopefully getting better. Uh, so that's actually a great tip to sketch from photo and make it look like we were there. Okay, yeah. question. 
this is okay. a very random question. So sure. let's imagine that you've been on that location mm -hmm. and you took the photo and you got back home. So you remember mm -hmm. parts of how it felt to be there. Because of yeah. course, well, I'm not trying. So that's one. So you remember how it felt to be there, but now you're sketching from the photo at home. So you mm -hmm. can kind of emulate, I mean, easier. I mean, it's easier for you to emulate that feeling because you were there than if you're sketching from, you know, from a photo of a place that you've never been. Yeah. Now, is there still a difference? So, so in other words, my question is, you kind of were there, but you didn't sketch there. Mm -hmm. So what are the main difference between sketching on location in that, in this scenario? Well, that's, that. it happens because for instance, I had this, uh, happens all the time. I started sketching, like mm -hmm. I drew like one line and then someone calls me, oh, you need to come right away. So I need to finish whatever I'm doing, I took a photo. And then if I really liked that location, I started, I start at home and sketching whatever I photo. I think the main difference is between because yeah, I've been there, I took the photo, and all but all the elements that are not for, for instance, if you take sketching a church, for instance, all the elements around it, like people, cars, the, the business of the street, it stays frozen in that photo. Mm -hmm. What happens is when we are sketching on location, those people go walk and buy, and you may sketch them or not. You're not, you're not, you don't have to sketch everything. So, so it's people going by and sometimes the same people goes in front of you like three or four times. So what happens in the sketch is like, I'm drawing the same people all over again, because it's the same guy going there, I sketch, then he goes here and I sketch. And sometimes it happens. It's the same guys, the same people, it's the same car, for instance, in a photo, if you get a parked car next to the you're going you're going to be compelled to draw it and you know why because you can't on location you can go up past the car oh i don't want to draw this car this car so i'm going to move to, to the bit the side let's see how it is okay i draw and i go back to my place on a photo you can't the car is there so you have to draw it wow and that's and that's the beauty of the thing we, we choose the elements that we draw especially if you are on the spot and Eduardo Solaviso said, and I will always remember this word. It is, he made a, a drawing from a coastal area and he draws, uh, he, he did like three or four seagulls. And he was explaining, it's all the same. It's the same bird. But he oh, got there, he drew it, then he got there and he drew it. it it's, the, it's the same seagull, but it appears in four different stages wow. so sketching is like a bit like um, stopping time or something like that it's like sketching time and this only works if you're sketching on location but i also sketch from photos and we have to especially like you said in during this pandemic we are confined to our homes and we need to keep, we need to keep pushing we need to keep sketching so wow. yeah it's it's valid of course not for urban sketches though if you ask how it's different <laughs> okay different how the urban sketches, well, I'm an urban sketcher since uh, since 2014. I was already an urban sketcher because our motto is to sketch on location, not from photo. It's exactly why I already talked about, because the feelings, the, the, the smells, the emotion of people. So we value these on, on location sketches. So on their platforms, you can only publish and you can only post sketches 
that you've done on location. So no photo sketches are allowed. Of course, we can we can use the photo to get some details. Or again, it starts raining. Oh my God, I have to stop sketching and I go and complete it from home. But it's okay. But uh, um, but yeah, you should we should go out and sketch. That's the motive of the yeah. other sketch. In the middle of the whole thing that you just said, so when did you meet Pedro Loureiro, the other Portuguese Pedro, who's also an architect and who also draws for an architect um, company? W when did you meet? How did that relationship oh. develop? Okay, it was a few years ago. I was working with a, with an with an architect that we both know, uh, and the, I started sketching on location on my sketchbooks, and he told me. His name is was Mario. He said, "Oh, you should you should see the sketches from a friend of mine called Pedro as well." And our relation started online. I started to follow him, and he followed me, so we were chatting online until some six years ago. We went for uh, um, this major workshop that Urban Sketches held here in Lisbon, and uh, he was on one of the the instructors he invited, and we, and I was I met him there. So it was really cool to finally meet him in person and to go, oh, give me your sketchbook, I have mine. So exchange sketchbooks and to see. And, um, and I learned a great deal from him, especially how to draw people and how to draw the facial expressions. His, uh, his background is more, he loves to sketch people and what's going on and the conversations and stuff. And I'm more into the urban scene. So it's very cool mix but to get the urban scene and the people together because that's, that's what cities are for, and um, and then the opportunity came when I was working in my in a, at our actual company, um, and my my CEO he was like, we need another sketcher, so do you know anyone? And I, oh, I just perfect, I just know the guy, so just phone Pedro. Pedro, are you up to this? And that's okay. And I told my CEO, ah, one thing, his name is Pedro. He goes, oh my God, Pedro, another Pedro. No worries. <laughs> It's easier, so if you need a sketch, get a Pedro and done. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's one of the things. If you if you come to our company to sketch, you need to be called Pedro as well. <laughs> so that's a hiring tip right here. Golden hiring tips on today's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, we've been working together for the for the for the last five years, and um, well, because. Our sketching style, uh, especially on work, because we need to be more strict, we need to be more architects. It's almost indis indistinguishable from. So it's very cool too because we can finish each other's jobs and. Uh, oh, that's so and it cool. Helps a lot. Yeah, it helps a lot. It helps a lot on, on on the process because we are always hands full, and sometimes we have to. Okay, that's your that's your drawing. Okay, no worries. I'll keep going. I'll keep I'll carry on with it. Oh, that's your drawing. And uh, it's a very cool dynamic that we form here uh, work. Then outside of work as well, we started naturally to, to, to lecture some workshops and to, because since we have this cool dynamic between, in, between both of us during work, we get this cool dynamic as well outside of work and, uh, and we get to get more people to come into our workshops and uh, we, we teach. And it's very, I think it's, benefit for people for our students because they get to see two different point of views two different point of view that matches and complements um, each other so i think it's okay and it's a it's a good partnership and he's a good friend as well <laughs> right 
Okay, now talking about your sketches more specifically, as I was going through your work, I noticed, I mean, of course, you're an architect, so it does make sense. You have a very strong drawing foundation. Yeah. yeah so do. you do the drawing in ink, and then you mm -hmm. go and add color onto it after exactly. the, the drawing is made. My first mm -hmm. question for you is, don't, have you ever worried or feared ruining a really good sketch before applying the color? All the time. It happens. It's all the time. Like I sketch for ages and uh, yeah, it still worries me sometimes. Uh, and that's, and that's how, that's why I draw uh, with ink because if I feel like, no, oh, no, I really like this sketch. I think this is a finished piece and it's okay. Just leave it and, uh, and uh, it stays as it is. But I also feel that I need to keep pushing myself. So I need to go that extra mile all the time. And if I ended up ruining the sketch, well, I'll do, just do another one. Just flip the page and do another one. And uh, it helps It helps to have like a, a, a good sketchbook that it's not top tier, the, like the, the one sketchbook that you are so afraid to ruin mm -hmm. and that, not that sketchbook that it's it's crap so you need to have like a balance between quality and uh, price to allow you and your mind to go okay i can ruin the sketch if i want so that's what i often do like, uh, but yeah i always keep pushing myself i need to do this so yeah uh i'm i'm afraid but then well sometimes the sketches are not what they what i was looking for and sometimes i can be surprised too whoa I made this whoa not expecting that <laughs> yeah but yeah can so how do you a few questions that i have from what you just said first question mm -hmm. is how do you decide that if the sketch is great as is with ink and then you don't touch it and leave it and when to actually dive in and and try to go further and, and push the colors well uh i i keep sketching um as long as i'm learning from it and as long as I'm having fun. So if I if my sketch reaches a point that I'm not having fun and I'm not and I'm not learning anything new from it, I just leave it and I just stop another one in another place or in another point of view, something like that. We need to keep we need to keep constantly keep we need to, to have fun. This is the key. We need to have fun. This is not a torture. Sketching is not a torture. And sometimes my students go, oh my God, this is so hard. Oh, come on. This is supposed to be fun. <laughs> so have fun. And we need to learn, of course. And I still learn. Every sketch, every new sketch I start and I make, I'm constantly learning from it. So if, if in the middle of the sketch, I'm not learning anything new, so I'm not doing anything new. So let's start another one. Perfect. And when you start with the water, so I'm assuming it's mainly watercolor yeah, that yeah, you mostly. do. Mm -hmm. What is your process like? So you have a beautiful inked piece in front of you and you have to break it into color. How do you start? Well, uh, I learned this with lots of sketching. So when, when I know that I'm going to apply some colors, the info that that I the, the info that I put with my, my ink, pen and ink, shouldn't be conflicting with the info I'm going to put in color. For instance, if I'm going to sh if I'm going to use shadows in color, I'm not going to use shadows in ink because it will be 
conflicting. So the two mediums should integrate naturally. So this is I started I start sketching my main outline, and then I'm, I was as long as I go sketching, I was saying, okay, the color will in here will be something like this. So I'm not going to saturate this with lines. Lots of detail on the tiles or on the door. I'm going to apply directly with color, so I'm not going to draw so many lines here. Here is going to stay blank without color, so I go in for an extra detail ink, and that's that's this dialogue. And uh, I was I, I'm thinking about the color as long at, at the moment I'm sketching, and, um, and that's it. I've never seen anyone um, explain this so well as you just did that. For me, something really clicked. Wow. Uh, that's <laughs> what I was too. doing wrong the other day. I'm like, why does the shadows look wrong? <laughs> and I'm like, because you did shadows with ink and color, and that's why this is not working. Oh, that makes so much sense. <laughs> Breakthrough moment for me. Sorry that you had to. <clears throat> no, no, thank you. For, uh... <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> and... Your color choices, first off, they're very varied. I see a bunch of analog palettes from you, uh, meaning similar colors within the color uh, palette. So blues and, and grays, different yeah. kinds of blues or blues and purples. And sometimes I see complementary where you grab some yellows to, to, to push a little, to push some, some details forward. So my mm -hmm. question is, how do you decide what colors you're using for the piece. You just said you come up with the ideas while you're sketching. How does that work for you? Okay, so I I tend to, on, on the color department and on the line department as well, uh, people most say, uh, oh, so many details on your line sketch. And I often, I don't know, actually, I, I think I have a very loose line. And um, the fact that I use that, that wiggle line I think I just tricked the eye of getting that detail on, but it's actually not. It's just a wiggly line going all through the sketch. And um, and then the color, I try to be simple, very simple, and use only contrast color, con contrasting colors. So yeah, the blues and the yellows, the orange and the violets are always present in my, my work. Mm -hmm. And then I often mix those colors just to get the overall image the overall ambience and uh, what I usually do is as soon as I finish a line sketch I'm just going to this this very watery base big wash of uh, yellow colors and some shadows here and there and then dry and then keep going with the shadows with complementary tones so if the sun is very bright and the light the overall light and the image is very yellowish my shadows will be this purple or blue to really to really stand out and that's one of the things i always wanted to do with my sketching is to capture light into a sketch i don't care if it's the building may be red or green or blue i don't care i'm just going for the lights uh if there's an element in the shadow in the shadow like casting a, this beautiful shadow on the floor that's what i'm going for i don't care about the, the real color of the elements i just need to get this overall ambience of the light uh, from an image. Of course, then some there are some splashes of color that need to be accurate. Uh, if that building is green, yeah. And then at the end, I just uh, a little green just to get a, a bit more grounded and uh, more relatable. Um, but not much. It's uh, green is often out of my palette, unless of course 
sketching trees that I hate sketching trees. <laughs> Wait, before asking my next question, what? You hate sketching trees? How come? I hate it. <laughs> but Too they, organic? They are necessary. They are necessary element. But I often avoid sketching the, the, the trees. Yeah. If there's like a, a, a this street full of trees from each side of no, I'm not going to sketch. This is going to be like a torture or a pain. But I need to know how to sketch them. I cannot avoid them. They are a part of our lives and they are present in our landscape. So again, even if I hate sketching something. I need to know how to sketch it. So I yeah. really love how you balance the sketch and paint and push yourself. An important thing is to have fun with, I really hate this part of the process, but it's really important for the piece to feel as a whole. So I have yeah. to go through this like personal <laughs> yeah. hell in order to <laughs> get this. Because then I'm assuming at the end, you get a much more, get a way more satisfaction over the full piece because you went through that less... Exactly. He was yeah, like, it's exactly. for the main purpose. Okay, that does make <laughs> sense. So correct me if I'm wrong, but what I'm hearing here is you think in line when doing the, the sketch. And when mm -hmm. you switch to color, it looks like your brain switches as well and you're thinking in shapes. Yeah, well, the line is often, it often started as a shape because huh. I, I, I try to decompose the image that I'm watching at the time. So everything are shaped are cubes, there are there are squares, there are circles, and I, I'm trying to basically I draw the overall shape first and then started to include the details. But then again, I only detail, I only push the details into what make for instance, I'm going to the street, I'm gonna see something, okay, that's cool. I'm going to take my sketchbook and start sketching that. That's whatever reason that that a lot that gets me to, to take the sketchbook that's going to be the detail piece and everything else is just to frame the central the central piece so all the lines i start drawing the shapes the basic shapes add some details but the special detail is going to be the central the focal point that it's, we need to and then the color as well just to, just a wash in everything that goes around and then the details on the on the on the wash on the shadows especially on the shadows are going straight into the, um, the main piece of my sketch. Just the rest is just to fit. That's another yeah. great tip. You, this is this interview is filled with golden tips. Just like whatever <laughs> makes you, yeah, this is, I keep on getting like, I keep getting mind blown, like awesome. Okay, wow, this is really great information. Thank you, Pedro. Okay, I'm changing gears a little bit now. Mm -hmm. uh, one thing that really piqued my interest when I was going through your Instagram. So I saw you drawing. This was last November. So we're recording today. This is May 10th. Uh, this interview is coming out on May 17th. And mm -hmm. th this is a post I saw from November 2020, where we were all at home in the middle mm -hmm. of the pandemic. And you were drawing on store windows. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, Can yeah. you it tell us? It was a it was a great it was an amazing surprise actually it uh, it was a um, uh, it it was a campaign to promote uh, the local local the regional uh, commerce and uh, and there were lots and lots with this with the pandemic lots of the stores were closed in this process so they went bankrupt and then just, just they just closed. And then the, the city hall and uh, some art companies here in my in Torres Vedras 
had this initiative to call to invite some some talented urban sketchers and then me <laughs> to oh come to, on yeah. some talented <laughs> urban sketchers proceed <laughs> yeah because because all of us that uh, were in this project were involved somehow in 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 other projects with the city hall especially in the in this main events sketching events that we used to have so we were called upon just to each one of us gets a store, a vacant, uh, a vacant store with the shop front, and then okay, so let's draw a piece in it. And I was um, honored to be a part of this, and I was uh, really thankful to be a part of this. And I chose to honor one of the major personas here in Torres Vedras. It was the Maria Cachucha, the that was very popular in the in the last last century here. So I chose to mix this popular pop culture, traditional tr tr tradition, and uh, the motif, which was which was Christmas. So it was a really cool experience. And how can you explain? Because I'm not I'm not entirely clear on. Mm -hmm how this art making was helping to promote the store so was it because the all the stores were painted then they would go on social media and the news and people would be aware of these stores was that it one one of the main goals was we created like this route like uh we had a map on the on the on the web that that shows all the stores and all the different artists that were part of this of this wow. project and people could come here and well, make their make their shopping, and sometimes they go, oh, there's an art piece here, and they, we were painting and sketching it live, so people come by and say, oh, what are you doing? They, they showed a great deal of interest. Oh, what are you doing? And I explained, this is the initiatives. Go and see the other shops. Go and see the other artists that are up there sketching as well, because we 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 almost did the sketches all in the same day. In in the, in the span of two days, there are like ten. 11 i think was 11 artists in the city uh painting shop fronts it's very cool <laughs> and all the shops were closed because of the pandemic i'm assuming they're open now because the rules in portugal now allowed some stores to open well, some some i think yeah but most definitely not some some of the stores were already closed before ah. before the pandemic i know some of them closed as the pandemic hit because mm -hmm. they were forced to be closed and then unfortunately they stayed but some of them was they were already closed because so you know in portugal the shopping centers everywhere and that's that this historic part of our cities become a bit empty a bit vague because well our shopping habits have changed and then the city hall decided well let's try and reverse that let's bring more people to the street again to make their shopping because it's more safe and uh, it's here and malls, yeah yeah yeah, way safer than malls. This is great. This the reason I like this so much um, is because it beautifully illustrates the purpose of art and how art can bring such positive effect to our oh. lives. Yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts about that. Well, um, it, I think it's the most simple way. It makes us smile, and. Uh... If I if I if I go on the street and I see like this beautiful piece of art and this artist making some art, it makes it makes me smile. It makes me a, well, it, it's a better day already because wow, I, it I, it really amazed me, and I think that's the point. I think this is very very simple. This is the very basic emotion 
art, we, we, it's it's like an escapism, and we need to to look at it. Oh, okay, I'm feeling better things now. I'm smiling, and I'm okay, cool. Glad that this happened to to here, and as as I was walking by right now, and this is why I think this is uh, street art mostly, is which is the case. It's very important to to our lives, and just awareness as well. In this case. Go make your shoppings on your local store instead of going all to the malls and stuff. Because the malls are going to stay open. Once this pandemic ends, the malls will stay open. The big stores will stay open. But the small ones, they won't. Mm -hmm. So go. <laughs> go Support there. local commerce. Yeah. Exactly. So art, art as food for the soul and art as um, social like a social messenger kind of yeah, yeah. thinking as our consci conscience in a very uplifting way. Okay, we're uh, close to wrapping up this interview, but before we go, two things. First one, can you... You're doing a live demo with us on May 25th, so next yeah. week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. On the day that this podcast comes out. Can you tell us a little bit about what you'll be doing on that day? Well, it's this a bit to what we were talking about. It's like how to get an urban sketch like this. Well, this is a popular term now because uh, this how to get a simple perspective into your sketchbook without too much technique. It's like simple, just simple tricks that the one the ones I explained mm -hmm. uh, to you. So, and, um, and on a night scene as well, because to explain that we can go out at night and just sketch at night we don't have we don't need to have sun sunlight and good weather to just go whatever the time of the day and sketch yeah i'm going to make this easy easy perspective uh, during the during night so yeah that's wonderful so this is for anyone who'd love to go out and do some sketching but has no idea how to start and you'd yeah. rather go out after work work hours then uh this is definitely yep. a great live demo to attend thank you before we wrap up my last question to you any art tips any advice that's the word any advice you'd like to give our audience before we go well uh it took me a while to 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 discover the purpose of drawing in in my life but i think that's the key you we need to find if you like drawing, you need, we need to know, we need to find how is that important. And then once you know the importance of sketching and drawing in your life, just don't stop. Just don't make excuses. Oh, I don't have the time. Oh, it's too, it's too late. No, just don't. Just get 10, 15 minutes a day, get a sketchbook and just draw. Even if you don't color, just draw, 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 draw. And then draw a little more. Everything that goes on and, and sketch whatever thing that comes in front of you. If, if you're cooking, draw the stove and all, all, all the things and all the ingredients. If you're, on, if you're waiting for the bus, draw. If you're afraid of drawing trees or people like me, just go and draw, draw, draw. Just, just, just draw whatever comes to, to in front of you. That's, that's, how you're going, that's how you're going to keep getting better and better and better. That's repetition, repetition, repetition. And you'll get there, guaranteed. It worked for me, it works for every, everyone else I know. So it will work for everyone. What is your favorite and least favorite subjects to draw? 
please let us know in the comment section of the post associated with this episode at etrelab.com forward slash alves. That's E-T-C-H-R-L-A-B.com forward slash A-L-V-E-S. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, simply let us know in the comment section below. If you're enjoying the podcast, please help us keep the show alive. You can subscribe and give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts at etcherlab.com forward slash go forward slash Apple. Or if you're more of a YouTube viewer, please make sure to subscribe to our channel and ring the bell to get notified about our most recent videos. Sharing is caring and every little bit helps. Thank you so much and I'll see you next time. Until then, let's make more art. I think I can speak now. <clears throat> la 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 ping.